0: Well, hello, my friends. My name is John Sherburn, and this is the <coughs> and this is the Nightcap Podcast, the show where I talk to you about absolutely anything and everything, all simultaneously. Like um, today, we're gonna have a probably short-ish episode. Just I uh, want to talk to you about a little something I like to call cancel culture um this is I guess similar to another one I did recently but in some ways also different um I'm hoping to have a good show for you guys uh, I'm looking for probably 20 minutes we'll see how it goes um this one is pretty nuts research just 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 cause <sighs> I don't know I wasn't really feeling it I just got back from uh uh a music festival uh, called Bonnaroo, and so I'm a little tired still. So we'll see how this goes. Um, but today I'm going to talk to you guys about cancel culture. So without further ado, let's get that music going right now, and we will get to our show. Okay, so today, as I said, I want to talk to you guys about cancel culture, silencing culture, uh, the negative side. Of internet culture right now, um, and 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 this isn't in any way necessarily related to PC culture, though a lot of it definitely comes into play there. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything otherwise. Um, but I, I kind of want to talk about, in my opinion, the most negative aspect of our current society. To me, can't, so just so we're all on the same page. Cancel culture, or call-out culture, maybe you're aware of that term more, is a porf, mm, porn, is a form of public shaming, this is a Wikipedia definition, um, that aims to hold individuals and groups accountable by calling attention to behavior that is perceived to be problematic, usually on social media. A variant of the term cancel culture describes a form of boycott, in which somebody, usually a celebrity, who has shared a questionable, unpopular opinion on social media is c canceled Um, So that's... That's pretty much it. It's not uh, a super big thing. It's kind of like this new age uh, boycott um, that's, in my opinion, a little less effective than, uh, you know, traditional boycotts. Uh, But actually, no, that's not true. I think it's actually a very effective media. Um, I just don't like it a lot of the time. I think sometimes it's necessary. Um, it's, It's basic tenets are very clear and, in my opinion, very uh, noble. It's that when someone's doing something that's wrong and shouldn't be listened to, we're just not going to listen to them anymore. I think it's super smart. It's a really effective way to silence somebody. Because if you're a famous person, your only outlet is your fame. So you take that away from them, it's over. Uh, So I think it's, think it's, 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 in theory, there's good heart there. But the reason I don't like it is for this basic principle. I am not of the mind that we should not listen to people who are saying ignorant things. I think we should listen to them. And I think that we should put it upon ourselves to teach them and to grow together until everybody understands what's going on. I think it's kind of backwards to... Well, no. I think it's a slippery slope to tell people they can't talk. Because while some of these people are truly ignorant... Bastards that we shouldn't be listening to, like, uh, if, for example, if okay, a pedophile, right? On Twitter, I see this sometimes. It's like pedophiles on Twitter that are like, "Oh, we're people too." They take advantage of the uh, you know LGBTQIA plus etc. rights movements, uh, and they say they get rights. I should too. You can't pick if you're gay. Why can you pick if you like kids? And that's obviously a super fucking dumb argument. Um, pardon my français, uh, but that's stupid. Um, differences; is those are non-consenting children. In case you aren't aware, I'll, 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 I'll get that question right out of there. Um, but the, my problem with it, other than stuff like that, right? There's stuff that makes sense. Fine. Cancel those people. The problem is then it becomes a slippery slope to where, okay, you're conservative. We're not going to listen to what you. Have to say you're, um, you know, a backwards opinion on this political or social thing. You have, oh, this is your economic values. It turns into, we don't want to listen to you because we don't agree with what you're saying. I think it's very dangerous. That's something a, that a lot of people nowadays have. It's a big concern of mine. And a big, honestly, source of anger to me. I get really pissed. I have a lot of friends I just can't talk to about politics or anything. Because we. the second I say a certain word or the second that we enter a topic, unless I have that opinion, it's wrong. And I, I think PC culture has done a lot of good. And you, I've done at least one or maybe two now podcasts on... PC culture, and the like, but my problem is if I disagree with a certain aspect of PC culture, it's like I shouldn't have an opinion. A lot of people are like, you know, get this, string this guy up, and I hate that, because (laughs) that's not what I'm trying to go for here. It's not what anybody's trying to go for. It's more important to create an environment that's conducive to conversation than to create one that only has your narrative, and I think we see this mostly in social media. If you look at social media, they say that social media is really dangerous, and, um, Part of the reason social media, part of the reason our election the way went the way it did is because social media had such a big role in it, and that's because in places like Facebook you're not questioned, in places like Facebook you're not forced new ideas. Same with like Reddit or Twitter or anything like that. You have followers, so you're gonna follow the people you like, and that's nice because it gets to oh you wanna you like videos where they melt crayons down and make art with it and cool. You'll see that, but the negative is that you're also not gonna see people that have like dissenting opinions from you if their opinion is something different you're not going to have to look at it. And so we have these huge pockets like Facebook where you have parents or kids or whoever that have these like, oh, it's just this hive mind left leftist ideology or this hive mind rightist ideology. or well, this hive mind centrist ideology. And, and, and you kind of feed into that all day. And so we're inundated day in and day out with the same information, the same you know news programs, the same social media outlets, the same people that tell you, yes, you're right, yes, you're right, yes, you're right. And as a result, we have this incapability of... Like looking at the opinions from other people's perspectives. I hate that. It freaks me out. Um, I think the causes of this cancel culture um, are, they make sense. I don't know if they're right or not, but I think they make sense. Um, first off, it's, I think, stemmed um, by a fear of ignorance, a backslide back in ignorance. People want to cancel people because they're afraid if those people, like these people, like you're horrified, right? If you think, you see someone that's like a sexist, right? So let's say you're a woman and you see someone online that's like, women are great and all, but it's probably smarter if they stay in the kitchen. Bacon's not going to make itself. First off, that's super cringy. Um, that's like every meme from 2012 like put together about women in the kitchen and, and, and bacon and all that. But anyways, say so you see that, right? Um, while it's super tempting to say we should blo- like this guy should get blocked, this guy should get kicked off of Twitter, I don't want these opinions in my feed. This And this and, and, and to be fair, this guy's probably mostly a piece of shit because that opinion's are enough outside of the normal sphere of things i understand you thinking okay if this guy's allowed to function he might infect other people with his idiocy and then as a result we're gonna have this backslide back into ignorance and especially for minority groups and and i mean minority in any sense of the word for minority groups it's terrifying because if you've just gotten rights whether you're gay black woman whatever it is if you just gained rights it's super stressful to think about the fact that people exist that are still trying to take those rights away, and those people might win. I understand that, and that's the noblest cause, and the noblest part of, I think, this cancel culture. But I also think that it goes too far, because then we get to a point where it's, oh, this guy just thinks we put in, shouldn't put all his money into this program. I don't like him, and that's wrong. Or this guy is uh, you know, religious, and I don't like that. That's where it starts getting wrong, and that slippery slope is... In my opinion, a one-way ticket back to where we came from before, just opposite. Like instead, okay, instead of white dudes, we me women or something like that. And I don't want that. No one wants that. No one wants to fight uh, inequality with more inequality. We should be able to listen to other people, and and, and that goes twofold for when you disagree with them. Because what do you have? If not that, if because ever, not everyone agrees. All you're gonna do is put yourself sequester yourself off into your corners and you're going to sit there and bask in that like anger and uh, lack of, of uh, you know, uh, opinionated like consulting. And I think it's just really negative. So I think that's a that's my biggest like issue with it. And then the other idea I think that stems along with cancel culture is the idea of what I like to call cultural reparations, which is the idea that a group is responsible for actions as opposed to an individual. And sometimes this is right, sometimes this is wrong. I'm not saying that this is like a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, this is generally, in my opinion, the idea that, like, you know, okay, so all, you're like, okay, I'm a white dude, right? So a lot of white dudes throughout history have been kind of shitty. Um, I personally have the opinion that history is kind of shitty and white du- dudes were in charge of it, but I really don't think anybody would have done anything differently if it was another race or sex or gender who was in control. I don't think it would have been any better or worse. I think that historically humans were just kind of shitty because we lived in an age with things like imperialism. I mean, like racism ain't a white guy thing. It's been around forever. Um, all of these issues we've had have been around forever. And even if you look back... So recently, as in like fifty years ago, there's a lot of women who were like anti-feminist and things like that, and some people will say that's because um, they were inundated with this like propaganda, and I think to a point that's fair. I think everybody was inundated with this propaganda. I think additionally, people just kind of fucking suck, and so as a result, I real I personally am not a huge fan of like the white dude blame. I just think it's this is like society is growing, right? Um, But I also like the it's the it's then into the idea of okay, so like people have fear, say, of there's political apprehension towards white men right now. Um, A lot of people would rather vote in a woman or a black guy or whoever into offices than a white dude, old white dude. And I think part of it's fair. Part of it's because a lot of people are not happy with what they've seen in history and in the last couple of years. And who's been running the game? Those people. So I completely understand it's it's like voting in your vice president as president. Doesn't happen because usually people want a change of blood. I completely understand that on a societal level. Problem is then when you bring it back down to individuals, it gets offensive. If you take okay, so if you look at like uh, rape culture, right? You have individuals, right? You have individual dudes that commit rape towards women, and and it goes the opposite way as well. Um, but you don't see it as much, and there's also that power struggle that's kind of unavoidable. So let's say you have a, a guy rapes a chick, and then uh, when that gets out news media, people, Twitter, whatever, brings it to a whole. It's about, like, this is white male culture thinking that it's okay to do that. And that's, I think, fair, because I don't think that... uh, That, to a point, is fair, because you see, okay, a lot of these rapes are happening by this group of people, so we're going to pull it back out to that point. But then the problem is, and I hope this isn't rambling too much, when you bring it back down to an individual, everyone can agree that that guy raping that chick was bad. Everyone can agree that that probably stems from a systematic flaw, like... We're not teaching men to respect women. Because someone didn't, clearly, because that guy just didn't respect a woman. So bring that up to a societal concern. That's still cool. Problem is when you bring it back down to an individual claim, because if then some girl on Twitter, if I try to weigh in my two cents on Twitter, and some chick says, you don't get to talk about that, you're a white dude, you're the problem. That's when I think this call-out culture is a, pro- is, is, a, is a problem. Because then you're looking at me, some dude you don't know, and saying, I assume this about you. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what kind of issues I have. You don't know what my background and my relationships with other people are. And So I think that's where cancel culture becomes an issue. I think it's really good for calling out a problem, i.e. Me Too movement. Super effective. You have individuals like Leslie Moonvez, other people like that, uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein, everybody like that. You have all those people individuals causing a problem. People then you use that to have a societal opinion. This is a problem. White CEOs are taking advantage of their employees. Great. But then you bring it back down, you insult a specific CEO or you take that societal trend and you try to associate it to someone in which it doesn't involve. Look at Aziz Ansari, then you have problems again. The problems does it's not it's never a problem to bring up a societal issue like Uh, racism in the police force. But then the problem is when you say, all cops are like this, or you look at a cop and say, you're the problem, dude. That's when it's offensive. That's when it's a problem. And that's when it, in my opinion, is actually ignorantly backsliding. Because a fancy word for that is stereotyping. Something that's been done for a very long time by everybody. Stereotyping is one of the only things that stems past uh, class, creed, race, color, ethnicity, socioeconomic status. Everybody stereotypes. Everybody does. Whether it's uh, you know a group of poor young city slickers who are looking at some like white dude in a tie and making assumptions about him. Whether it's some uh, Chinese kids calling an American dude round-eye. Whether it's a bunch of white teenagers uh, putting their heads down and they see some black dude walk down the street. Everyone's stereotypes. And it's really negative, And it's really... Sadly, normal. Um, and I think that that's where this all gets into. I think it's really interesting that we are fighting ignorance with stereotyping, which is what kind of started the ignorance in the first place. We can't make group assumptions about these people. And, and, and I don't think calling people out is smart either. I think it's smart if someone says, Hey, that's ignorant. Let's talk about No, I'm going to take back what I just said. I understand going to someone who says something that you think is ignorant and saying, Hey, I don't like that. To me, that feels ignorant. Let's talk about it. And you might say, I don't like that you said, okay, I'm going to use a good example. I was having a conversation about the whole Bella Thorne nude thing. And if if you're listening to this in 10 years, you know what I'm talking about. If you're living under a rock, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Or if you're like me and don't care about celebrities, you know what I'm talking about. Recently, there was a whole issue with Bella Thorne was sending nudes to, I believe, her boyfriend. And they got hacked. Tough. I was having a conversation about this, and I personally was saying that while it's super fucked up that she got hacked and it's pretty uh you know shitty and shady and unfortunate that she doesn't get to have the basic rights of privacy at the same time it feels like it was avoidable i don't think i'm not of the opinion that famous people should really be sending nudes around because all you're asking for is this huge thing to blow up in your face that could potentially jeopardize your career Um, or i guess make it better looking at you kim kardashian um, and the person I was speaking to did not appreciate this. They were not uh, on my side. They were not happy that I was saying that. Cause, and, they, and, they, and they equated it to the idea of a woman asking for it if she's walking down the street at night in something uh, seductive. I don't appreciate that, first off. I think they're very different things. I think if you are a famous, rich person, it's not worth it to send nudes. Because best case scenario, it's to another individual. And if y'all have a breakup or anything like that, they have the power to fuck your life up. Especially over text. Come on, Bella. What are you talking about? Secondly, I think, worst case, a fucking hacker gets it. Which isn't that surprising. Twofold. A, because you're famous, and hackers are really good at doing what they do, because we don't understand hackers enough yet. They're always one step ahead of the game. But secondly, because this is not the first time this has happened. A couple of years ago, there was a huge dump where this person hacked into Apple and got, like, hundreds of famous people's nudes. Um, it was this huge problem. After that, nah. Don't send any pics of your dick or your biddies, anything. It's not smart and it's not worth it, especially for a famous person. Joe Schmo's sending um, some some PP pics. It's not as it's not as big of a deal because there's a less likely chance someone's trying to hack him. But if you're famous, you got too much to lose. Just don't worry about it. Problem is I started having this conversation, I was saying that, and I was pretty instantly, cuc cancelled. I was pretty instantly told that I was uh, it was kinda bigoted, kinda fucked up. Um, I said you're asking for it, uh, which I guess is a uh, poor choice of words uh, when it comes to doing the nudes thing. Uh, As a tr- trigger word. Ah, I got shut down. And that's why I decided to have this, this it made me think of this thing. I don't like that I got shut down for it because I do think that my opinion, whether you agree with me or not, I'd love to have that conversation, but whether you agree with me or not, it's important to listen to what I have to say because everyone shuts someone down and says this guy is being sexist right now. Pfft, I don't like that idea because... <laughs> What if I have something important? What if I have a point? That, oh, you know what? I, and, and if you listen to me, my opinion is, it is super fucked up that this guy did this. It's super messed up for a hacker to do that. Bell Thorne deserves rights, just like everyone deserves rights. Everyone deserves privacy. If you don't have this conversation with me, you might think that I don't think that. And that's just un, that's not how I believe. Uh, and then if, and if you instantly tell me it's that I, cause I think that rape's okay or whatever the fuck... That's also bad because then I'm going to get put into a corner and go, that's not even what I'm thinking before the conversation even happens. It's much better to have a conversation and with everything, whether it's pictures or whatever else, it's important to read your environment. This is a little subplot thing. It's important to read your environment. Um, the example I use back, and this is the whole, like, oh, if you're, you know, this is a big debate. If you like, okay, if girl's walking through a shady neighborhood by herself, drunk after the bars. Some guy comes and tries to take advantage of her. Okay, A, that guy's a fucking creep. Obviously, this guy's a rapist. This guy's not a homie. This is not okay. But on the other hand, too, this woman should know that creepy, shitty people exist. And for her own safety and her own sake, maybe gotten an Uber, been a little smarter, taken a taxi, gone home with friends. It's the same idea as, in my opinion, it's the same idea in my opinion as if I'm in a sketchy neighborhood in the city and I have an expensive camera on me, right? I got like a $1,000 camera and I'm going to find myself in a less than ideal neighborhood. It is working against me for me to keep that camera out. It's smart for me to tuck that camera under my shirt or something because it's a lot smarter because like, cause obviously someone's gonna, uh, the thief who's going to try to steal it is a piece of shit and obviously the problem lies in that thief. At the same time, me keeping that camera out is not going to fix that problem. All it's going to do is start to have another victim. And especially with something as sensitive as rape, or even worse with some people, you don't want to get that situation out there. So, of course, it's the dude's fault. Of course, it's the rapist's fault. Of course, he's a fucked up, depraved piece of shit, and he should be swinging somewhere in the town square. I agree with that, because rape's terrible. At the same time, in my opinion, it's a bit misguided to say that that makes it Is it it okay for someone to be running around naked down the street? Of course, that's not going to solve the problem. That girl dressed the way she's not isn't the problem, and it should be okay. Sadly, it's not, because not everyone's a nice person. But I think this means that talking makes more sense. If we talk, we can come to a better understanding. If we communicate for the first time in years, because honestly, this country has not communicated in years. If we communicate openly and have open means of dialogue, it's going to be a lot easier for people to say what they want to say, have what they feel uh, heard and noticed, and everyone's going to be happy. If we shut people down, it's just going to make people angrier. It's going to cause the divide to deepen. I think that's really, um, honestly, kind of scary. In closing, I want to say that it is also important to note statistical inclinations. If statistically, most of rape happens by dudes it's important for dudes to think and parents to think who have little dudes for kids maybe why is this happening how can we fix it let's have a conversation and then you invite everybody to the table you invite uh guys who have been sexually assaulted girls who have been sexually assaulted parents of uh, sexual assaulters you invite everybody to the table to speak their minds so that we all can have the same palette of facts we all can talk and share stories and think about things. And then after that, culturally, we can come to the decision that, oh, the reasons that rape exists are, okay, it's 10% shitty people, just like why murder exists, right? Or it's probably most of that. It's also because we uh, overly sexualize women in the media, and so as a result, we're going to make it more illegal for like advertisements and things like that to needlessly sexualize women. Um, Maybe it's also because parents... Don't choose to set good examples for the kids. So we're gonna have better. Uh, try to push that more, and in school we're gonna to try to push stuff like that more. And in school we're gonna push more quality. We're not gonna have the. We're not gonna offer the girls this or the guys that. We're gonna have everyone kind of do the same thing. Maybe it's a hundred reasons, but if you point at just dudes and say, "Guys, get your shit together," that's not giving anyone the tools to fix anything. And so I think it's just very important to speak as opposed to canceling, as opposed to calling out without. Calling first. It's important to make sure that everyone is on the same page and everyone can have the same set of facts, and then we all can communicate better. Because all that silencing somebody's going to do is going to push them farther down that rabbit hole. That's supposed to be everybody learning. I hope this has not been uh, me being a bigot episode. I hope I have not been sounding ignorant. I hope y'all think that I'm crazy. Um, I hope you liked. Today's little 20-minute John, and it was good talking to you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to me. Uh, Instagram is at John underscore Sherburn. That's J-O-N underscore S-H-E-R-B-U-R-N-E. Shoot me a text if you know me. Uh, Write a review if you don't. Um, Anything, really. So that's going to be it for me today. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I'll see you next time. Uh, I want to do a podcast next on, I don't know, actually I'm not going to get into it. Let's say it's mythological, let's say it's uh, societal, let's say it's the history of mankind itself, something as old as cave paintings. Stay tuned, lots of love, have a nice rest of your day, evening, morning, night, twilight. Start again. Do you ever feel just so paper thin? Like no house of God no one came Maybe all the reason why all of these doors are closed you know, Lead you to the perfect road. And before you know, you just like to grow and we just got to know. You just got to put night light and let it shine. Just on the mind, like, 4th of July. <laughs>